Welcome to the Mission Road Podcast, where we share stories of faith and service around the world and how you can make a difference. My name is Dawn Hawkins. I am the Director of Global Missions at Peachtree Road United Methodist Church, and I am your host. On today's episode of the Mission Road Podcast, we have Jan Bilthaus joining us. Thank you so much for being here, Jan. Oh, my pleasure. I'm excited to talk to you today about all things global missions, Um, but before we do that, I'd love for you to give the audience a little bit of background about you and your family and your life here at Peachtree Road. My husband and I joined Peachtree Road about 33 years ago, and I can only remember that because it was our anniversary. And so we've been married 33 years, and since then, we've raised two girls in the church, um, one daughter at 30 and one daughter at 28, Keely and Kelsey. And um, I believe, I can't remember, you'll have to tell me how many years ago it was, but when did you first get the idea that you might want to go on a global mission trip, or what sparked your interest in global missions? I know it was a number of years ago. That's an easy one, too. In 2002, in in the fall of 2002, I kind of have a little habit of being a little ADD when I'm in the sanctuary, <laughs> and so I, as I found out, I'm not the only one, was looking through the program to see what was going on, and I circled global mission trip um, to Honduras and serving. Granted, I'd never been, my family's never been, it wasn't something that I was, oh yeah, I'm going to do that, and so I took it home and showed it and said, I think we're going to do this trip. And after much discussion, he said, we're not leaving our kids at this age by themselves. You they go. They were young, right? Yeah, they were pretty, I mean, yeah. pretty young. Yeah. And so, long story short, I went on the first one that following April and came back so jacked up about what a great way to serve God and talked him into doing it in October. And then we alternated for several years. And probably at the end of the second year is when I wanted my kids to get to go and have that experience to serve God and help others. So at that time at Peachtree Road, there was not a family trip, right? There was no opportunity for a parent to go with their child um, and serve globally. So how did you approach this or get this going? Oh, I approached Ann French, and who you are so wonderful to have taken her place and said, Ann, I want to take my kids to Honduras. I think they'll get a, a real learning experience out of it. And she said, I'll get back to you. And a couple of days later, she says, not going to happen. Your daughter's only 12, and there's a law in the UMVM the Methodist, that, right, that, program. That the Methodist program that sponsors missionaries, nobody 13 or younger. And I was like, well, you would want my 13-year-old. <laughs> my 15-year-old, maybe not. But she came back to me uh, uh, just a couple of months later, and she says, I've got great news. I found a place you can go on a mission trip with kids of any age. And I said, great, sign my family up. And I started to walk out the door, and she goes, no, 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 no. You're going to lead that trip. And I was like, and we all have talents. I didn't say leading a mission trip was one of them. And that's how Ed and I started on the first trip. And where was that to? It was to a place called El Ayudante. In Nicaragua. In Nicaragua. Okay. Yes. And so you led that trip a number of times? Uh, think about 
four times. Oh, yeah. So you guys, as a family, went back time and time again then. Exactly. So tell me um, about your kids. How did they love it? Was it hard for them to do something so far out of their normal routine and comfort zone? No, not my kids, because we were used to taking them to places all over a lot of the Caribbean and and, and Central America. So they weren't um, uncomfortable. And I have to say, every single child that went on those trips, Mm -hmm. they got off the plane and said, when are we doing it again? It was amazing uh, and amazing. And I don't know if I told you, Don, the last trip I did was 91 people. You did tell me that, and I couldn't believe it. I've never been on a trip more than, had more than probably And to think that 91 people ages five to, I think the oldest was a triple generation family, the Shanners, to age 85, just got along perfectly. Oh, that's just perfectly. incredible. It was great. That is great. So you've led, you've, so you led, I guess you went on the, the Honduras trip, and then you led a number of family trips to, to Nicaragua. But I've also learned that you've led um, co-ed trips or been on co-ed trips and led women's trips. So you've kind of covered the gamut in terms of the global mission opportunities that we offer. I'd love to hear from you what made the family trip special. I think the family trip was so special because I was with my family. And I got to see firsthand just how much they found joy in serving God and still having a great time, you know, still getting out on the soccer field with the, you know, Nicaraguan kids and playing a soccer game. It's so amazing. It's just that really neat to watch them grow up in that environment. It's just very special. I One of the things that was hard for me, so I've done a number of trips to Nicaragua, and if you don't speak Spanish, you know, for the adults, there can be quite a challenge with the language barrier, but with the kids, it doesn't matter. Like, right. They just, they figure out how to communicate and they get on the soccer field or playing baseball or, or whatever they're doing. And it just is very special to see. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you have, tell me a little bit about your retail background, because I want to bring this around to the dogwood shop and it starts with your background in retail. Yes. Total of fluke. Graduated with a degree in uh, education, and I taught for several years, came back in the Virgin Islands, and I came back and didn't seem too excited about teaching school in DeKalb County, (laughs) and so, and I'm from DeKalb County, so I'm not cutting it down, (laughs) but I fluked in backwards into uh, opening a store in 1982, one store in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And it just kind of grew, and I put the profits into more stores. And I put the profits into more stores, not really for me, but for my staff, because they'd gotten so good, they needed a store of their own, or they were going to eventually leave leave me. And uh, by 19... 19- 90, I had 13 stores in the southeast, and Desert Storm came and kind of shook my world. And so I closed them down thinking, well, I'm pregnant. I can be a stay-at-home mom. And I was a stay-at-home mom, I think, for three months. 
<laughs> and then I said, Daddy, I need a store. <laughs> so that's how the built house that, came okay. about. Okay, which is the one I know and I'm yes. familiar with. Yes, so I'm sorry. So um, yes, the, yes, the original stores were all also in the malls. Okay. So we were seven days a week, grueling hours, wow. you know, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through um, Sunday. Sunday was shorter hours. And so having my own store, I could... I could run when the hours were and when we'd be open. Okay. And the build house took off and did very well. And we had four built houses when I sold them oh, wow. in 2011. So 2011, you sold your built house um, stores and you retired. Yes. Right? Which was that so was great to have that freedom. <laughs> and then you got a call from Ann about did. the dogwood. Ann and I were longtime friends. And she called me in and um, said, I have a great idea. And I said, oh, I know. <laughs> yes, Anne. She said, I think we should turn the defunct store, Dogwood store, into a built house kind of store and let all the money go to Global Missions. And I said, so what's my job? And she said, really, you know, kind of running it. We'll only be open two days a week. So we started as two days a week. I don't know if you knew that. We were only open on Wednesdays and Sundays. And then we added... And it was seasonal, right? And it was seasonal. Okay. Very good. And it was seasonal. And it just took off. And it took off. And we started small with probably about 400 square feet. And then went to 800 square feet. And now we're at, I think, 1,500, 1,600 mm -hmm. square feet. And unless I remove the offices that's as big as we can get we're squeezed but it's great it is really really great so I serve my time there and uh just reap the award rewards every day knowing where the money's going so and that's so with me running global missions one of my biggest um, challenges is how to make these trips go with the limited resources that we right. have um although in comparison our Resources aren't necessarily that limited, but it's still a challenge to manage that. And the dogwood plays a big role in our ability to do trips and to support global operations. And so I just can't even imagine without that how we'd be able to execute um, the program that we have. Last year, and last year was COVID, right? right. So the year before COVID, I believe you profited $50,000, which all went directly to serving projects globally, which is amazing. And then during COVID, we were shut down for, I don't remember, four months completely. At least. We started an online shop, right. um, thedogwoodshop.org. And then we were able to reopen, although the church was closed. And even among those challenging circumstances, we turned a profit. And that profit was used to support COVID-specific um, needs in our ministry areas. So it's such an amazing gift um, that you have been able to give back. And what a perfect marriage of your passion for global missions and your experience in gifts and retail. Um, yeah, which it's is been amazing. Amazing. It's been amazing. So um, before we wrap up, I, w I was focusing on family um, because I wanted to hear that. And I loved the fact that you had started probably unknowingly, you started the whole family mission program. And that's a big part of the global um, missions ministry right now. But talk to me a little bit. I'm intrigued as my kids are getting older and closer to empty nesthood about a woman's trip. Like, how does that look and feel different from a family trip? You know, 
I think it was my big mouth that got me started <laughs> in it, telling my Bible study or my girlfriends about it. And then as soon as you get one, you're addicted. I think everyone went back on the second one. And it was a lot of well-known church members. And then younger people got involved. And it's like a girls' weekend. So, and, and what's the you age range? Serving. Uh, originally, it was probably... 40 to 60 mm-hmm. and or 40 to 50 because people were nervous that were older to go to a third world country and then toward the end I had a lot of girls that were in their 30s early 30s that went which I think that's very and special was mixed. and it, it yeah you know it kind of reminded me of the sorority sisters they could lean on the older women if I paired them together for just different conversations about things or how their day was out on the field when we went to work so it was really neat. And then when you went to Kenya, was that a co-ed adult trip? Yes. Okay. It was co-ed the first times, a couple of times that I went. And then my daughter got wind of it, and she wanted to go. And so she went with my husband and I the first time, uh, the one of the second times we went. And then she was so addicted that she started going by herself with her friends. To Kenya, mm-hmm. which is a big trip. To Kenya. It is a big yes. trip. So um, if you were going to go on a Peachtree Road mission trip next year, where would you go or what would you look to do? I would probably go wherever you and the church felt like it was the safest okay. because y'all are the experts in that right. field. And my passion really, a project we were about to do Um, before we got shut down from Nicaragua was that we would actually go into some of the homes in the rural neighborhood in the valley and kind of redecorate them. We would know ahead of time who our family is and who our partners were, and we'd get some pictures from uh, the mission field that lives down there of what their houses look like. And there's a lot of improvement we could make without spending a lot of money. So like a makeover. How fun is that? What a great idea. That's exactly what it was going to be. What a great idea. And again, that's just using my talents. And and also not doing the same exact thing year after year after year, which I think makes people love Well, I love it. It's a creative way to engage um, a different group. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time today, Jan. Before we wrap up, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about our beautiful set design today because it's brought to us by the Dogwood. So tell us a little bit about the Dogwood Shop. Oh, yes, I would love to, Dawn. (laughs) Thanks. Because um, a lot of you are probably going, oh, Jan, good job. You know, you went on all these mission trips, but I don't want to do mission work. I'll give my service and my financial support some other way or you might say I'm not going to a third world country because of all the uncertainties out there and I totally understand that but you're not off the hook because I know a great way you can give and you don't even have to leave our church if you just walk down and walk through the dogwood one time you will become addicted to shopping there not because you can't find the product somewhere else but because every dollar you spend goes toward our global missions. And it sends others, and it sends supplies, and it sends clean water filters. Everything happens because of your support of the globe. Not everything, but everything happens because we're 
supporting global missions. And without the support of global missions, we won't be able to get these great things done. Just to give you an idea of what we sell, we sell home furnishings. So if you look behind me, these leopard chairs can be found there, this cute little wooden flower table, uh, the lamps, the art. We have a huge baby section and little kids section. We have a men's section. We have home furnishings, dinnerware, vases, anything for the kitchen, and a huge spiritual section. And also, we help, yes, we are a church store, and happy to say we do sell books and crosses. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. To learn more about our programs in global missions or how to support one of our ministries, you can go to our website, www.prumc.org slash the mission road. Thank you.